Oh, hi. It's me, Genuine. Previously on the rolls we made, Ren, Hemlock, and Salt found themselves in a multi-strand battle that some of them weren't even aware they were stuck in. Salt was transported to the past of Spring Willow, where she had to do battle with a giant battle tank, assisted by a woman in a frog suit. That woman turned out to be Ren's mother, and Ren was able to hear the story from her perspective as she told it in her office. All the while, Hemlock was trapped as he watched the afterimage of Doan approach and seemed to have a conversation with him. Is he a ghost? An image of the past? A plot convenience so Hemlock will think to take a step into the bubble? Turns out it was the third one, because Hemlock found himself inside of this strange past world, and he saw a woman who looked strikingly like Salt be rude to him, and then go and try to attack Ren's mom. Ren's mom was able to get the upper hand, and Salt was able to tell this mysterious paladin that she was in fact her daughter. I know, big stretch. Salt was traveling through the Springwillow Militia, and Hemlock came face to face with a figure from his past. The old spirit caster, the Genasi animatronic that granted him his power. What does this all mean? Genuine asked to the Dungeon Master. Maybe we'll figure it out today on the rolls we made. Uh, Hemlock, you were on the roof of the uh, building a few blocks away from where the battle took place. Viol kind of dressed you down. He said he needed to go speak to the person in charge of this whole offensive. I forget the exact title I gave that person. I want to say general. I didn't really get in trouble much for the battle. Well, he grabbed you and he was like, what the he fuck? Like, hey. what, did you, what did you do? And then uh, he left. <laughs> I don't know. I'm new. <laughs> did you? <laughs> you were on the roof of the... Uh, this building, um, there are some consoles set up. The crew up there is uh, um, breaking down the consoles, breaking down other stuff, and like starting to take them down the, the building, I guess, to probably take them away. There are a few officers up here. There's also that one officer who looks exactly like Halifax, who you had a weird interaction with. Makes it sound like they were awkwardly making out. What? The way you described it made it sound like those two were just <laughs> awkwardly making out. Sure, yeah. I mean, that, if that they had a weird interaction during the yeah. Battle. I mean, a weird interaction would be like if they tried to make out and she was like, "No." Yeah, just a passionate kiss in the middle. I don't appreciate y'all's lack of imagination. I was seeing it. <laughs> Danielle's <laughs> idea of imagination is like. Yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> well, you see, the thing is, Danielle, is every character is me, so I'm not comfortable with that. I'm extra comfortable with you making out with yourself awkwardly. But it was Jeff. I don't want to make it's out you. with him. It's really anyway. Oh, dang it. <laughs> I thought we'd Bummer, get there. dude. I thought we would no. finally get Bummer. <laughs> We've been trying for months. Trying to wear you guys down. What do you want to do? <laughs> I, I, it, my character knows jack shit about what's happening right now. Uh, okay. Aside, well, aside from like, then make a you can make a roll to get more information. Yeah, I want to make a roll to get more information because so like, aside from talking to Halifax and like getting like, let's do let's do battle. a perception check. <laughs> Hold one from read a situation. How can I take the advantage? You have, um, as you're watching people break stuff down, um, they haven't quite noticed that you're just kind of standing around not knowing what to do. But you do feel the T-Ray glasses like jiggling in your pack. I'll put them bad boys on. When you put these bad boys on, 
you are somewhat like accosted by how bright it is in this space. Um, That's the opposite of what these glasses should do. I know that they, they shouldn't be doing that. Everything is glowing like green, like bright green. All the people you're seeing. In fact, the only thing up here that isn't like a strange greenish color is you and the figure who is Halifax. Oh, okay. Um, she, for some reason, is not glowing bright green. She is glowing in some way, but it's not like the, those glasses can only pick up green and everything else is kind of grayscale. So you can't tell like she's emanating some kind of light, but it's not green. So she's like under the spell of this place, it seems like. I don't know. Okay. Um, I'd kind of want to like see if I could pull her aside. Uh, what's what's her what's her position? Her sergeant grade or her lieutenant grade? She's just like an officer. Officer. Uh, did she tell me her name? No. Okay. <laughs> officer. Uh, I'd like to motion over her and and kind of have us go over and have an aside uh, away from the group. Uh, that'll be a stealth check to make sure you're not noticed while you do that. It's a three. You managed to get her attention, but some of the some of the officers are starting to notice that you're like not doing anything. I'm like pretending to pick up boxes. I'm like picking. Yeah, up. you're not. No, you're not pretending. You're just not picking up boxes and trying to seem like you are. And they're like, what the? F-? They're kind of looking at you side eyed, but they haven't done anything yet. The Halifax figure uh, walks up to you and goes, "What? What the hell are you doing? Um, what's your name, soldier? Carolyn." Okay, Carolyn. Carolyn, does the name Halifax sound familiar to you at all? No. Okay, okay, Carolyn. That's great. How long have you been with this regiment, Carolyn? You fucking know. What are you doing? <laughs> Put shit away. Whoa, okay, okay. Who's who's in charge here? Neither. No. <laughs> neither of us. <laughs> all right. I, I'm like, all right, I just wanted to have This a- was your fucking plan. Put shit away so we can get out of here. And then she walks away. Okay, well, I, I'm, I'm going to start putting shit away. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was mean to me. I didn't like that. Yeah. Like that either. Yeah. And also when she's mean to me, I feel like Joe's being mean to me. No. I also don't like. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like I did something wrong Jeff in real life. Jeff looking at the floor. I know. He's very scared. I'm in right trouble. <laughs> That's what happens to me. <laughs> Halifax has told you like, not Halifax, Carolyn. Carolyn. Oh, sorry. I meant Caitlin. No. Oh, pff, yeah. Not that's oh. gonna help. I meant to reverse. That's Caitlin. I I well, now misread I can't it. even answer the question. <laughs> Retcon. Her name was Caitlin. The Halifax character's name is Caitlin. I have a note that I didn't read. <laughs> that Kim's cousin? Is that who it is? No. Her name is Caitlin. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Shit. I haven't seen her in a grip. <laughs> um, does anyone? Yeah. Does anyone recognize the name? Nope. No. Okay. That's fine. Ask Twitter. I will ask Twitter. Twitter. Well, they would have gotten on me at this point for like, wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to have to put a note in like the next episode. Like I meant to do this correctly and I failed. Okay. So yeah, Caitlin, not Carolyn, Caitlin. Well, that changes everything. It does actually. I got to go home. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's, she's giving you the very specific command. Hey, put shit away. This was your plan. Uh, and then um, she goes back to putting stuff away. Okay. I'm going to put stuff away. Um, to to get any like suspicion off of me. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, okay, so with using context clues of where people are putting stuff, you start putting shit away. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> uh, Salt, you are traveling in the back of a truck um, that's right. moving down the street towards uh, the center of what you think is Spring Willow. It's kind of hard to tell because so many of the buildings are blown up or burned out or destroyed and the streets are filled with rubble. In the truck with you are some of the Battletoads. Um, a few of them are very, very hurt. And driving the truck is this 
gnomish man in like a punk rock vest covered with studs. And then, yeah, obviously back there is Ellen Steffens. She's taking her helmet off and she's kind of just like nursing the wound on her arm. You see, uh, as you're looking around the back of this truck, the truck is going, it looks like it's going to be making a few uh, stops, like as people are kind of hopping in. Um, what do you want to do? <laughs> Daniel is looking at her spell cards as if she's going to cast Eldritch I'm Blast. I'm trying to see if I have any healing, asshole. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. If you have healing, isn't it just for yourself? Can I poke my head in and talk to the driver? Yeah, you can poke your head in and talk to the driver. There's a little window. Um, actually, it's this whole vehicle is open, so you can just like lean over and talk to him. Okay. Like, um, so yeah, you the the driver is kind of focused on where they're going. What do you want to say to them? Hey, little man. What? Oh, hey, what's up? What's good? Uh, where, where are we going? We're going back to base, obviously. That's not that obvious, but okay. Thank you for answering. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> He's polite. It's the nicest her character has been in this entire game. <laughs> He's my driver. I don't want him. <laughs> oh, so this kind of just fits into how Salt talks to driver characters. I just don't want him to crash us or throw me out. Yeah, that's a good point. That would be bad. And then I just want to quickly turn to uh, Ellen. And um, how, how you doing? You, you, you doing okay? You holding up? She's, she pulls out a small flask and pours some of the liquid inside on the wound. Ah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. This really hurts. If there's any alcohol left, you might want to drink it. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Yeah. Um, and then she, she does take a big, a big swig off of that flask. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then she, she, she begins to hand some to you, and she goes, wait, how old are you? I don't know. Well, that's not good. And then she puts the flask back and back on her belt. No. And she goes, so uh, who who are you? You're not with the toads. What unit are you with? I am with God. Um, I- <laughs> you're with you're with the temple. What are you, a maiden? Uh, maybe. That sounds nice. Uh, I'm from the future. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ella looks at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> The future? Yeah, you know, time that is ahead of now. I know what the future is. What do you mean you're from there? Well, I started there and I went here. Okay. And anyway, what I wanted to know, uh, <laughs> did, did, what, do you, what do you know about these um, these shiny people with the big skewers, like the one who uh, who attacked you? Well, I'm glad you led with I'm from the future to ask a basic question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the future anyways. Where's the nearest McDonald's? <laughs> the, the Celestian Dragoons? They're like the shock troopers of the Celestian Crusade that's destroying this town. It's a crusade? Mm-hmm. It's a religious thing? Kind of, yes. What, what's their deal? What do they want? They want to bring everyone into Celestia. They want to... The god they worship is a god of law, and their whole thing is about everyone needs to be subject to the same law, and so that's what they're trying to do. Oh, zealots. I got you. Oh. Yeah. I mean, not not all of them are buck wild, but definitely their leaders are. <laughs> and they're and they're really, like, they're really squeezing us for all we got. It sucks. Wow. She's very nonchalant about this. This is, like, yeah. every day for her. <laughs> She's very chilled out about this whole sitch. Well, she just took a big sip. She, <laughs> she did, did. She did take a pretty big swig. Some, she's some she's like pickle juice. I got, 
got uh, got into a big fight. Time to get turned. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Hell yeah! I miss my mom back. <laughs> back in the future. Back to the future. Yeah, Where are was... we? <laughs> okay, so now we're going to base, and what we're going to do there? We're going to we're going to wait for Talgon to come back from his little mission, and then we're going to see what we do next. Uh, yes. Um. Talgon has a f- uh okay sure yeah what's his uh mission he and another agent were going to infiltrate the Celestian backline and try to disrupt them and oh, maybe I get like some it. information we can use to take advantage oh can I go I want to go that was well fun. it already happened oh are they going back no Damn that would it. that would be that would be wild if they decided to go back and do their mission again seeing I'll as our it. part's done I'll do it this time <laughs> no I don't think tag so tag me in. Are you sure you didn't drink anything? We can't. <laughs> Are you sure you've never had this flask? Because she holds it up. <laughs> I got this from a buddy of mine. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I did get a lot of blood in my mouth, though. So maybe that's. Part you, yeah, you got fucked right up, but you, you seem okay. Yeah. No, it was other people's blood. Right. That's yeah. distressing. Well, it, what, it didn't taste as bad as you think. Um, she just kind of looks at you like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, that's fine. That's the common reaction of most NPCs in this game to you guys. They look at you going, what the fuck are you talking about? And then, oh, okay, that's fine. Cool. That's okay. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, well bye. Okay. <laughs> well, this has made some things click into my head. Oh, good. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm just going to, I'm going to. Hang in for the ride back to the base. Okay. And I cannot stress how sorry I am that I misnamed Halifax's character Carolyn. That's oh, my God. really distressing to me, the dungeon master who's supposed to keep track of that I'm going to call her Carolyn. Yeah, it's Carolyn, right? It's Caitlin. What's up with Carolyn? Uh, Sweet Carolyn. Bum, bum, bum. Ren, you and your uh, parents are... Go oh, I to thought it was just me and Ma for girls' night. No, you are all going to Lellard's. Oh, yeah, okay. You get to Lellard's. It's early evening, so the sun is pretty much set. Inside of Lellard's, it's packed. And as soon as you walk in, Daniel, like like a kid at Yule, he's just yeah, like, you- oh, man. Oh, man, where to start? <laughs> Mopsy the mouse cat walks up and goes, uh, well, hi. Daniel Stephens, uh, oh. here to beat your high score. And then Daniel goes, you know it, Mopsy. Oh, and careful. He, 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 uh, <laughs> he throws a coin at Mopsy, and Mopsy tosses him a couple of tokens, which he catches actually pretty expertly really? and just runs oh off to the God. arcade. <laughs> um, there he goes, huh? That's right. Can't keep him from that dragon chess. Mm. And then uh, Ellen brings her hand to her forehead, um, and she goes like, I think I'm getting a headache. Let's 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 find a seat and get get something to eat, I guess. And then uh, Mopsy uh, motions for the two of you to come to sit at a table <laughs> where there probably aren't too many kids running around yeah, eating quiet. pizza. <laughs> that you two uh, take a seat, and then uh, Mopsy hands you two menus, um, which are I don't know what's on the menu at Chuck E. Cheese. Pizza, isn't it just pizza? I or I feel like this could be like a cheesecake factory kind of menu where there's everything under the sun. I do know cheese. Doesn't Cheesecake Factory send stuff to Chuck E. Cheese? Is that <laughs> is that a mistake? They I do that, know. right? Like I a Cheesecake Factory. Or am I thinking of Disney Quest? 
they both sound. I have no idea. I don't, I don't know, know what Disney, Disney Quest, Quest is. is but. Oh, uh, never mind. Um, but Cheesecake Factory is definitely shipping their scraps to Chuck E. Cheese. Oh yeah, which they then sure. just smush together into. So yeah, there is there is some ye old cheesecake. Yeah. Factorium stuff in there. What do you feel in ma? And then she waves Mopsy over. She's like, wine, please. Oh, God. <laughs> Chardonnay in the afternoon, huh? Really? I just have this. It's very loud in here. You get used to it. Well, when you come here every day. Well, now we have another thing to talk about. Therapy. Uh, <laughs> uh, you order whatever you like, dear. Okay. Uh, what do you? What did you want to get? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get the lasagna. Cat's eye lasagna. Cat's eye lasagna <laughs> sounds good to me. <laughs> and then uh, Mopsy reaches up and pops out one of his eyes. I can't with this guy. It's a goof, and he holds uh, the eye up. Yeah, it's a separate. And it winks at you. Uh, <laughs> and he pops it back in his. I head. like throw up in my I'll mouth. Be, I'll be back. <laughs> and he walks back to the kitchen. You know, those guys are really the worst thing about this place. I find that hard to believe given, <laughs> well, and then she glances over at Lillard, like oh. saying something to a kid and their parents but about holding up <laughs> one of those little plastic spider rings. <laughs> I, was like, I find that hard to believe given uh, the proprietor. You don't, you're not a fan? Not a fan of Lillard, no. Why? He's a sleazy business owner. I mean, who we all know a... runs back alley gambling. Do we all know? Yes, yeah, we all know. We all know. We all know. <laughs> we all know. Everyone knows. Yeah. And then uh, Ellen reaches into her jacket. I don't know if she's wearing a jacket. Reaches into like her shirt pocket and she pulls out a small piece of paper and she's like, um, uh, so like we talked about the other day about you talking to somebody. Yeah. Um, I think I know just the person. Ooh. And then um, she puts the paper down and hands it to you. Uh, and it's for a uh, Dr. Helen. Is it her? No. Oh, she's Ellen. <laughs> her name is Ellen. <laughs> I'm all... Dr. Mom. Dr. Helen. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah you, her... What do you know about this gal? She, uh, she's a friend from way back. Her, her name is Lisa. She just likes to go by Dr. Helen. Is this like a Dr. Phil kind of thing? <laughs> no. I, n- no, more like a, a doctor of psychiatry. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a actual... Like, a real doctor. Like a real doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah, not like the not like the sawbonesy like. <laughs> uh, well, let's let's hope that fixes on its own. Here's yeah. an apple. More like she knows some healing stuff, and also you can talk to her. Okay. Uh, I set an appointment for you to go to her office tomorrow. Oof. Okay. She's very cool. She's cool. You'll like her. All right. Cool. Yeah. Easy to talk to? Very easy to talk was to. Was she one of the battle toads? No, she was not one of the battle toads. Oh, okay. Funny you say that. Didn't I met her after the war. Oh, okay. Ooh, where's that lasagna? <laughs> that, was a, that was a really real conversation. Right there. <laughs> that is, well, actually, that is where your little adventure with your, your mom ends. You guys just have the rest of the night is you guys just have like a nice dinner. Um, Daniel Steffens runs around and makes a mess. It's great. Uh, let's go back to Hemlock. Hemlock. Oh, no. So I know what's going on now. Oh, really? Well, I should have known because I just forgot, like, the casting of the original play, but I'm Talgon. You are Talgon. And Halifax is, like, my 
my my accomplice, and we're here in the back lines. You are here in the back lines. Like, oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> that's why she was mad at me. Well, that's why Joe was mad at me. But that's why she was mad at me. No, she was she was mad at you. I'm neutral towards yeah. Jeff in general. Now, <laughs> we think as a friend, how JoJo oh, the dungeon master shit, feels about right? Hemlock the character the, who keeps smart who keeps forcing oh, street yeah. magic into my world. Yeah, that's fine. Was I the paladin? You were not the paladin. I thought she was cast. I was like a paladin. We're still our actual. We're we play whatever characters we were cast. We're not like. Well, Salt didn't. That's why you're not anybody. Salt Salt was just Salt in this. So yep. there's there's like there's some reasons for that. When obviously. does the assistant director come in? <laughs> <laughs> you were cast as that. Yeah. We'll have to find out. <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know yet. I was I was struggling a lot with why why Salt didn't turn into the Paladin. <laughs> it's not because I forgot. There was a reason. <laughs> um, okay. That would have been so fun. So, so now I have to play things super chill now. If we're trying to get information back here, it's subterfuge. You are you are the the rooftop area is almost full. This is like a pretty heavy duty command center, but they broke down all the Arcanist consoles. Um, some of them pulled up pieces of like the floor that had like energy crystals in them, probably to supply power to these Arcanist consoles. And they're all being carried like down the building. Caitlin leans over to you and goes, So when are we gonna make our getaway? Well, what time of day is it right now? Is it daytime, nighttime? It's getting dark. Okay. But it's hard to tell because it's so overcast. Okay. Um, I was like, well, I'm, I'm thinking once under cover of night, um, we're probably going to have to go separately so it doesn't look suspicious that the two of us are just disappear from the same group. So That's a good point. Did you still want to deliver the note? Remind me, uh, just real quick, it's, uh, the, the crystals are doing something to my head. Give me a quick reminder. Who was, where was the note going? Well, you were going to you were going to drop the note in the general's, you know, That's office. Right. That's right. Thank you. Um, also, sorry about earlier. It's just been it's just been a day, you know. Yeah, I can kind of tell you're having a tough time. Yeah, you know, war. What yeah, is what, it, what is it good for? Hopefully, freeing this town. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah. From occupation by yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, I guess we we're gonna have to go back at least to get to their base camp so I can drop the note. Um, and then we're going to have to skedaddle from there. So I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to follow the convoy back a bit. Um, where's the general now? Do we know where the general's at? Uh, we think their base camp is somewhere in the spider stretch woods, but we've never been able to get over there. This is the closest we've gotten. All right. Maybe we should take advantage of our situation and, and, and see what that looks like. Maybe we should. One of the consoles still hasn't been fully broken down. Halifax messes with it a little bit. Beep, pop, beep, 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 boop. She does do a beep, pop, beep, <laughs> beep, beep, boop. And as she's uh, pulling up like different maps and things, you can see where the it's it's showing a map of the spider stretch woods, the southern part, and you can actually see where their camp is. It's actually not too far into the woods. It looks like there's a clearing, mm. um, like an actual like a wide berth clearing that was like clear cut where the Celestian army set up. Um, and you could probably get there if you just like walked. Okay, I mean, it's probably not that far, um, but more but more than likely there is a, going to be a convoy heading there. Okay. That you can go to. Um, I mean, yeah, let's let's start making our way that direction um, in a non-suspicious way. Like, we can't be completely separate from, like, the entire the group that we're Yeah, with. you probably um, 
shouldn't be, seeing yeah. as you're sort of like higher rank than a lot of the people yeah. here. So um, yeah, if we know the direction, let's let's get them to start moving out. Let's go. Let's let's head back to camp. Everyone, let's 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 roll out. Yes, Lieutenant. And then they start packing shit up. Right. <laughs> you go down to the bottom floor. Um, this was like a burned out apartment building. There's no one living in it. It's just like a, a trashed mess. Aside from like the movement of the Celestian soldiers who had taken it over and were using it as a base camp, there's nobody here. Mm-hmm. When you get down to the bottom, there is a, a like, it's like a horse-drawn carriage. It's not an Arcanist mobile, but this horse-drawn carriage has like horses and badass like armor. Cool. <laughs> um, and, uh, Caitlin motions for you to climb in the back and then she hops up on the front and she like starts the horse going. Yep. <laughs> She's, she, she revs. She, she's like, this horse won't turn over. I need to take this thing to the horse shop. Yeah. The it's stable. Got a, it's got a little, uh, I was, I can't make a horse pun cause I can't figure I out how to turn nay or hay into something. <laughs> There's gotta be something yeah. there. Danielle, any thoughts? I was hoping something would pop up immediately. Yeah, I but know. I'm like trying to think of stores. The carrot, the carrot lit converter. Maybe that's not working. Is that anything? <laughs> carrot lit converter. Oh my! God. Horses like carrots. <laughs> there should be you. something there. Yeah. Anyway, the horse turns over, and then you get <laughs> the cart makes its way um, north towards the spider stretch woods. Salt Arcanist vehicle that you are in comes to rest at a large structure. From what you can tell, this is the town square. The fountain is here. It's kind of fucked up and there's no water in it. Um, But you're definitely at the town square. Um, And this building that you're looking at is, it's pretty large. You're not exactly sure what it's, what it is in relation to where you are, like in the present. It's got a large fence around it that looks like it's been attacked a few times there's like signs of battle here um and then the actual structure itself looks heavily fortified with like bricked up wall windows and stuff like that and there is like a a tent in front of it where there are some guards and the battle toads start hopping out ellen steps up and she uh she reaches a hand out to help pull you to your feet and she's like all right let's uh Let's let's go in. Let's get some of those wounds checked out. She motions for you to hop off the back of the Arcusmobile, and then she walks into the building. What do you want to do? I will follow her. Uh, you follow her into the tent structure. One of the guards there, who's just wearing like a mishmash of like armor and different clothes, raises his hand up to stop you, and then Ellen goes, "It's it's fine. Just chill out." Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "All right, fine." Suck it. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's not a saying that these old timey people know. Well, they do now. <laughs> Suck what, little lady? <laughs> My butthole. Uh, you are. You're led inside of this. Once you get inside this place, um, you notice that it's a. It looks like a temple. That's sort of the best way to describe it because there's lots of like effigies of like a figure clad in robes, um, like statues, like along the walls. You're led into this central area where there is a large, uh, like a like a dais, like a, a large like black circle on the ground. But everyone in this place seems to just be like resting, recuperating. You see a spot where a bunch of weapons are set up, probably for like members of this militia to get equipped. Uh, there's like a medical tent inside this building. Someone set up a tent for some reason to like 
treat people. There's what looks to be like a galley, like someone has set up a, a little kitchen area where there's tables to eat. And it's just in this large open air space. And there is a roof above you, but it's just this large open space. I like the way you said that, that there, there, there's tables to eat because... Like, you can eat the whole table. <laughs> it's just you're sitting at a table and they give the you a bunch of smaller tables. The tables are made of an edible sponge sugar. Ooh. And it's delicious. That sounds amazing. Um, what do you want to do? Uh, oh, I do have a question. Um, my special item, the healing Diet Coke thing, can, that, can other people get healed by that? They can, yes. It'll use a charge. Okay. How many does it have? Two. Two? Yeah. Nope. She's gonna go to the medical tent. She'll be fine. She does go to the medical tent. Yeah, to get her her wound looked at. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little little walk around. <laughs> Tell everyone you're from the future. <laughs> Hi, salt future person. How you doing? You're like Mabel from the episode of Gravity Falls, where she's just Here's giving a calculator. Giving calculator to the pioneers. <laughs> I yeah, I'm just gonna take a little walk around, see if I can overhear any. Interesting conversations. Okay. Um, what are you trying to find out about? I really have no idea what the fuck's happening, so really anything. Okay. Maybe more about the Celestians. Make a perception check. It is 10. You can hold one. Okay. Um, one thing I will say that you, you notice as you're walking through this, you hear a lot of conversations happening, but for some reason you can't make out many of them. Mm. Even if you try to tune into what they're saying, like it, it's almost like they're speaking gibberish. Hmm. It's a lot of watermelon Shakespeare in this place. Wow. <laughs> so the, the failure is not necessarily that like you failed to hear them. It's you did hear them, but for the most part, a lot of what people were talking about just, didn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. What? So this would be uh, investigate a mystery. Okay. So what would you like to investigate? Um, what is useful or valuable? Hmm. What is useful or valuable? Uh, Genuine, who was hanging out with you. Oh, uh, yeah. He is, he's sort of like, perusing around like the different spots um, and then he walks up to the uh, to the dais like he's actually sitting like dead center in this space and you can see him and no one else can and he's kind of like he's kind of like glancing down at the at the dais like a little curiously um, and then he's looking up uh, also like a little bit more quizzically like he's he's like he's kind of like the emotion I would put in on it is nostalgic interesting yeah, like he's kind of looking like, oh, there it is. You know, that kind of <laughs> thing. Genuine, darling, you've been here before? Of course I've been here before. You don't have to take that tone. Uh, I'm sorry. What did you say I did or didn't have to do? Nothing. All right, then. I hate you. Mm. I don't like this relationship. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you you remember? What, what do you remember? What's this? Who's what? Where? What is this place? Sure. Back in the day, this was this was a temple, obviously. Of course, obviously, yes. To the goddess Kalaxi. Ooh. Oh, sounds cool. Mm. Who dat? <laughs> Who did? Who did? <laughs> uh, this would be a spout lore. Okay. Spout lore. No, I don't think Genuine would necessarily need to explain this to you. All right. 13? Plus religion. 
Maybe there's a religion? Yep. Hey, I got two. Uh, so 15? I've yeah. got two religion. Got two <laughs> okay, it's a good religion. roll. I'm a wicked. <laughs> <laughs> you commune with Gaia, the Earth Spirit, who grants you some of her wisdom. <laughs> and a ring, about along the with trees. four other teenagers. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, no. Um, Kalaxi is a name that you do recognize. It is a goddess of literally like the earth like it is a goddess of the planet that you are on or the plane um where you're from like no one worships this why oh we're gonna bring it back i'm not there (laughs) mostly just somewhere in the air mostly because it just sort of like fell out of favor Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like it just it just stopped being like super important maybe there are people in different parts of the you know your plane who's still pay alms to this goddess, but no one in Spring Willow does. You know there's no temple to Kalaxi in Spring Willow. You, you know this is just a, a goddess of like the plane itself mm-hmm. um, and not necessarily like a, a, an aspect of it. It is like the plane's goddess is called Kalaxi. Um, and this is a temple to, to her, okay. but that's all you know for sure. I'm not exactly sure why you would be so familiar with a Kalaxi temple. Like what you don't seem like you're really a god type. I'm not really a god type. Well, you got me there. Well, with the claws and whatnot. Yeah, it's a little, you know. It's important to know. It's important to know your history, Salt. I I know a little bit, but I'm from the future. Stop telling <laughs> people that. Is just like, oh my God, there she Isn't goes again the about the future. Isn't that the first rule of time travel? Yeah. <laughs> like, shh. Blend in. It's Blend like it it's in. like quantum leap, and Scott Bakula's like, I'm not Doris Day. I'm from the future. He does do a good Doris Day. From the future. So this is the past, is it? I believe so, yes. So by that logic, if you were to go back to the present, things would be different. I don't see why. Oh, interesting. And why is that? Because it's fun to say that to your face. Oof. I have taught you well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I have taught you my many tricks well. (laughs) Yes, I would expect it to be different. Does Salt think she's in the past? Um... I think she would have picked up on it based on the fact that it's spring willow, but somehow different, like a weird spring willow, and that there are Celestians, uh, because, I mean, she knows that there was a war between the Celestians and the whoever's. She doesn't, yeah, so that's that's all accurate. Does time travel exist in this type of, like, reality? Interdimensional travel exists, so I imagine. So that, do you, if you want to ask that, that would be a spout lore. Okay. All right. Uh, well, here. <laughs> That's a nine. So eleven. Time travel does not exist. <laughs> well, that solved that mystery. Great. Time travel is not a thing that you have ever known. That's just like a hard no. So every time she says that people are just like... From the future, they just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like in The Walking Dead, how the term zombie isn't real. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like, okay. This is, yeah. And and not even like with your art, with your knowledge of like arcana and stuff like that, like like, there's no way this would, this is even remotely, like, you couldn't do this. Right. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't reverse things in this way. Okay. And if you 
did, like, how would you, like, w- would it even really be time right. travel at that point from your perspective? But also, like, there, the amount of power it would take to do that, um, you couldn't even fathom it. You couldn't even fathom the ability to, like, literally reverse everything in a plane to a specific point. Gotcha. If that is possible, you couldn't think of a way to do that. And then also, there's just things about the situation you're in that don't ring true. Mm. Chief among them, um, the fact that a lot of the conversations you're hearing don't sound like anything. Right. Um, that's very odd. If this really were time travel, just as like a litmus test, you would be able to like just talk to people. Yeah. Like if, if we're basic, basing on the odds of like you're back in time, right. then you should have the ability to like hear people talk. <laughs> And you can't. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Genuine. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You know, but this—that was you kind of like realizing, like this isn't time travel. Okay. Thanks, me. (laughs) Thanks, me. Uh, Ren, your evening with your parents has ended. Yeah. Um, they've, they've decided to take off and go home. Question DM. Did my dad get any cool prizes? (laughs) Did he win big? Look into your heart and you tell me. Do you think Daniel Stephens won big at Lellert's? Probably not, but I think he got something like super small and terrible. He got a sticky hand. Yeah. And he got like one, of one of those of the, long sticky hands. And then on the way home, he just keeps hitting my mom with it. Yeah. He's that guy. She's, she's like, she's like, it's really funny. It's really funny. It's really funny. He's like, I know. I know. It's great. You're kind of like, you kind of have like sort of free reign right now. And I will say that like, um, you do notice your little, br- now that you're like not paying attention to your parents, your brooch pin has been going off for like of so many missed grip. messages. <laughs> a lot of missed messages on this one. So missed messages. So can I like see them or hear them? Yeah. Or if you like want. I know. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you guys go ahead. I'm a, I got to catch up with some stuff. Yeah. Apparently uh, you tap on your brooch pin do, and do. And then a mystical voice is like, you have 37 missed messages. Creepers, creepers, Sunday fun day. (laughs) (laughs) They're all from like, they're all from Professor Danvers. (laughs) And they're all like, her just trying to figure out. Homec vice president, we've uncovered something. Uh, Hit me back. Beep. (laughs) Message too. Hey, Homec club vice president right now. We're just trying to figure something out. Could really use your assistance. Call me back. Beep. That for like. All right. Finally, at the very, the very end, after all these things. This is a fucking lot of stuff. And then uh, it's a message from Dell and Dell goes, can you come to this intersection by the merchant quarter? We're not going anywhere. Um, Something's wrong with salt and hemlock. And then she turns off the message. Sounds like a job for. Ren Bar. <laughs> when none of us are around, this is how you speak to yourself. Yeah. What did you say? Nothing. Nothing. You go to that intersection where uh, they mentioned. I'm not close. No, you just go there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, like I'm, lo- takes- I'm looking for a ride. You guys are all like sort of split up. So like time is kind of floating. Okay. Um, but you go to where uh, Salt and Hemlock were mm-hmm. slash are and when you get there you see professor danvers and you see dell and they look they look like they're like running experiments on like two statues like they're scanning them and brushing yeah. them um and when you get closer you see that the two statues are just salt and hemlock just not moving at all okay 
<laughs> Professor Danvers turns to you um, when you walk on and he goes, Vice President, you've arrived. Yes. So here's the thing. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with them. Okay. Well, Del the teacher, so that's worrisome. Dell turns to you and goes, uh, they walked past, I guess, some kind of a threshold. And when they did, they just kind of passed out. And they've just been standing here? Well, we moved them off the street, but yeah, we can't seem to wake them up. You guys didn't see any barrier? Del puts on her glasses and she goes like, what should I be looking for? I mean, the ba whatever barrier they're talking about. Okay, yeah, she cycles through some different pieces of different things and her, her, her little goggles. And she's like, I don't, I don't see anything here. What if I look through my hand holes? <laughs> This handhole thing has got to come into play. I know. Like, we got to keep <laughs> the handhole shows what it did before. It shows that voided space void with nothing it. in it. I'm used to it by now. It's yeah. Well, I mean, it's different than what it has been before. It's the voided space, but there's nothing in it. Um, can I cast detect magic to see if I can? Yes. Uh, and casting detect magic, you immediately see the barrier. Oh, you guys come the fuck <laughs> right on. There. It is right here. Yeah, it can is. Can they see it? If I could. Yeah, see you can it? tell them. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's this massive barrier of like Green. greenish light. That's a bubble around the merchant district. Uh, <laughs> do you see anything on these two that might be of use? <laughs> That's a good noise. <laughs> I don't know. You're looking at the two of them and they, you can see like the energy of this massive like shape. It is affecting them in a weird way. Like they're not like Dell and, and professor Danvers can just walk in and out of this bubble. Yeah. There's nothing happens to them. Something about salt and hemlock. It looks like, like connected to them. Like there's little uh, tendrils of the bubble, like touching them. Can, it, just touching them in random spots, or is there random like spots? One Where is the bubble thing? touching me? So, okay, random <laughs> spots, just like random, random, random tendrils of energy are just kind of latched onto them. Is there a way I can check their person to see if they both have like a similar thing that maybe is like making it react with them or something? Uh, I want to that'll frisk them. that'll be a. Uh, that would have to be a perception check. Okay. Um, Can I investigate the situation? No, I don't want to do that. I'm terrible with those. No, this. Well, yeah, this is perception to to investigate a mystery. Okay. Fourteen uh, plus one, so fifteen. You can hold two, and I will give me one. Give you one. Oh, good. Based on what you can see, like this is sort of this is this is going to be like what happened here. You were correct that something something on them is a, is causing this to happen. They walked into this this bubble and they instantly almost like the reason why it lashed onto them is they're involved in whatever this bubble is doing. Oh, okay. In some way. You can kind of get the idea that like it re it really is that this magic is latched onto them. If you could find a way to interrupt it, possibly you could remove it, but it's just it's latched onto them for whatever reason. So no, it's not because of an item. Not an item, no. Is it because they're both in the play? Because now I'm just offended that I'm not attached to it because I am the assistant director and that's uh, as much as part of the play as a part. That's a good guess. Yeah, they are a part of the... Dell and Professor Danvers are not a part of the play. Oh. <laughs> but it's not an item. But they are also not a part of the play. I know. So it's like... 
Is there a cast sheet? Is that what it Ooh, is? Do they have like their lines on them or something? Oh, you said it wasn't an item. though. wasn't an item, but they are part of the play. You know that. Yeah. So you can you can hold one. Okay. Um, shit. What is useful or valuable? What would be or useful? What is conce- no, I already said the other one. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? Well, I, already, that one I, already to, I already told you that. I know. That was what happened. Oh, I know. Um, so you're going to do what is useful or valuable? I think so. I just want to figure out what I can do to interrupt what's going on or put myself in it. If I can put myself in the game. You get the idea that like maybe it'll do something to you just on the grounds that you know you're in the play. That's something you kind of figured out. Am I not in it? You're not in it. You're just on the outside. You're on the outside of it. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Can I convey what I think to them so they just know where uh, I'm like, I think it has something to do with the play for some the, reason. And then Del's like, then she kind of looks at Salt and she goes like, they're in the play? They're both in the play. He's Talgon. That is he got the lead. Really? Are you impressed? I know. Why are you surprised? We figured you first. You're, of all, hey, you can't you're, you're, a, you're a rock. <laughs> we figured maybe you put butts in seats. That makes sense. And then uh, <laughs> Professor Danvers goes, "This play. Have you looked at it yet?" We f- didn't. We find the book. You just look. You just saw it. You didn't do. But we didn't with do it. anything with it. Yeah. No, I haven't looked at it. It's like the tale of Talgon and. Keurig. Keurig. Coffee coffee. machine. (laughs) Something like delicious, delicious coffees. Pods. Professor Pods. Professor Danvers goes, Del, could you go and see if you can find it backstage? And Del's like on it. And then she starts running towards uh, Spring Willow Academy. Um, Get that girl a bike. In the meantime, um, Professor Danvers goes, so the bubble is affecting them in some way. We need to isolate them. And then she reaches into her pocket without right. kind of breaking eye contact and pulls out the blue crystal. Wait, no, no. I feel Hang like on. not a good. This will work. Are you, do you know though? Listen. Okay. I'm. You have to, you, you have to, you have to put your energy out in the world if you nope, want it to come nope, back nope, to you. Nope, this is not that weird secret book that they tried to peddle. No, the, the weird secret fair. book is behind the stage. Let's do this. <laughs> oh, and she no! rages up the crystal. <laughs> um, and it starts to glow very lightly um, and emanate a, a field of energy around where Professor Danvers is standing. And here's what you two experience. Salt, you're having this conversation with with Genuine, um, and you kind of come in, and this is like, you've just had that realization, like, this can't be time travel. At least not in the way that, like, movie scrolls and plays have explained what time time travel works, where you go into the past to change, like, that's not, that can't be what this is. Because you're like, I should have disappeared by now. You should have, you should have disappeared by now just on the grounds that you affected who you're pretty sure is your mom and nothing occurred. (laughs) And you didn't suddenly feel a swell of parental pride (laughs) as if Mm -hmm. you talking to her made her Mm -hmm. proud of you in the future. Mm -hmm. So, no, this isn't time travel. Um, still hater. Okay. Still hater. Yeah, and you're still still cold yeah. towards her. Yeah. Hemlock, the cart you're in with that. Um, How, uh, Caitlin. Kate Lafax was uh, <laughs> driving. Carolyn. Um, Caitlin, stop it. Carolyn uh, has made its way to the camp, and 
the cart sort of has pulled up to a spot where a bunch of other like carts are. Some of them seem very heavily battle damaged, some not. And you can see this is like a pretty large military camp with a large tent. Um, and what both of you experience is as you're about to like do something else, you see this like like a vertical line of like blue light appear from nowhere and like etch its way down in the middle of the air. And then it like widens and you see the street where Professor Danvers and Ren are. (laughs) They don't notice you. Oh, whoops. But I feel our friendship. (laughs) Um, But this this etched thing seems wide enough for you to like step through. Um, What do you want to do? Step through it. I mean, I'm having so much fun, though. (laughs) All right, fine. Let's try to step through it. So we both got one, like, next to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we have our own little doorway. You take a step into this, to this, this big, like, window, and then, like, your um, point of view immediately shifts to where you guys are, like, on the street, which is you're both kind of leaning against, like, a bench. (laughs) And whatever stuck positions you're in, uh, salt. Your back really, really hurts because <laughs> when you were bending down to pick something up, oh no! Uh, when you were knocked, like whatever this was, oh, uh, no. and now your back just hurts. I was gonna be like, because she's carrying this art. Uh, Hemlock, you're you're kind of leaning against a. You're, you're just leaning against the bench, and like your shoulder hurts, but otherwise you're you're more or less fine because your arm has just been out like this yeah. for oh who knows how many hours. I'm super buff now. Soaked in sweat. And they look at you. They're like, homie. Club, you're back. Excellent. How are you feeling? Sore. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. And hey confused. Guys. Hey. Old Renny Ren figured out the mystery. Thank Old Renny Ren did figure out the mystery. So what happened in there? And then I guess you guys can People just... People have very different stories to tell. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to just say that you fill in Professor Danvers to what happened because I would know and I would just know that she, you would have... T- unless you deliberately try to hid something from her. Mm. And then uh, Professor Danvers goes... After you've explained kind of what happened inside of this fucking mind palace green bubble, um, she go, um, French Danvers goes, well, this is very curious. I want you to think on this home at club. Um, and then she, uh, she uses the blue crystal to kind of like, um, put that away. (laughs) She's like, she goes, it's pretty neat. I know. She puts it away. Thank you. <laughs> oh she makes she makes sure that the blue crystal kind of like pushes back part of the bubble enough, um, so you guys can like step away from inside of it, and you guys are now outside the membrane of this big green shape. Cool. Um, and then uh, and scene. Professor Daniels goes. Um, <laughs> nice. I would very much recommend not going into this thing until we have a better handle on what it is. You know, I was just about to turn back before you said that, and now that you said that. (laughs) I would highly recommend you don't do that salt. I'll think back. However, (laughs) I will turn my back and walk away in a few moments. No. (laughs) (laughs) Don't. You're the only kind of authoritative figure here that'll stop. Well, I'm just saying it's late, and I have papers to grade. Yes, home ec papers to grade. Don't start with me. I fought against it tooth and nail. Is this is it like Sunday now? No. Like, okay. It's been one day. Okay. This is one of those one long days you guys have sometimes. Uh, Professor Danvers goes, We're go- I'm going to have to think on this one. I told Dell to go pick up the play at the back of the auditorium. Hopefully she can find it, and we can get a clue as to what's going on here. 
In the meantime, I suggest the three of you go get some rest. I have a feeling more home mech business will be undertaken later. Ugh. And she leaves. I love this club. You guys like it, this club? Are we going to tell Adele to not come back here? Or? Adele's smart. She'll figure it out when no And if there. anything, you can just like send her a message by pin. Um. So the cops didn't take Fizzy's like bag and shit? Why would they? Evidence? They're investigating a mystery. I would feel like they'd take it. A missing person. Right? This is we not on their radar we got Springwell. You have to look for the manifesto and see what they're going to bomb. <laughs> that's, that's possibly true. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to find out, won't we? You, you guys hungry? You want some lasagna? I got some extra lasagna. Some extra, Why some extra does it look like that? Why is it just in your hands? <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, it's JoJo the Dungeon Master for the roles we made because the real podcast was the roles we made along the way. Thank you so much for joining us for the third act, part four, uh, which is a little bit low-key, a little less fighty, I have to say. Um, and you know what? I, I, gotta, I gotta come clean. Squad, I have to come clean about two things. One, I have just gotten Invisalign. And I'm not 100% used to, to talking with it yet, but I'm owning it. I'm loving it. I sound awesome. Uh, the other thing, too, is uh, this arc is going in a direction I, I didn't expect as well. Like The big game arc was very action-packed with lots of like frantic movement. The third act is a little bit more low-key, a, a little more talky, and a little less, hey, let's go stab something which I noticed it, um, but part of me was like getting kind of far from the dungeon and dragony stuff of Dungeons and Dragons. Um, there was a there was a post on Reddit slash RPG question someone asked, is Dungeons and Dragons a game about killing monsters? Which is almost a troll post to me, um, but a lot of people argued, yes, it is a game about killing monsters. Dungeons and Dragons is not a game. Dungeons and Dragons is a game system. It's kind of like saying... Is, is the PlayStation 4 about shooting people? It can be. Not all the time, though. And that was the part that I, I couldn't get over. And, and weirdly enough, this is one of those instances where it's like, our game, The Aura of Autumn, which is still the title of the campaign, even though we were way past Autumn now, is it about killing monsters? Sometimes. It's really not about killing monsters. But the, the engine that I'm making this game in, like Frostbite or Unreal... It's really, really good for dynamic, fun combat. Like, it's a really good engine for making things fight and die. And I haven't been leveraging it as much as I want, but now I think I, I, I really want to. In, in the real, in the meat space where we're actually playing, Gang is about to get in some real, real trouble. But for the next couple episodes, just be prepared for a little down-tempo, a little chill, a little fun fun episodes um and then after that oh man it's gonna be wild listen up guys and uh man i'm i'm not happy to say this but i got bad news yep news is my computer's on the floor my computer's on the floor my coffee it's on the floor as well my dining floor all floor and i have no no solution for that um, but let me check my email real quick. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, dang. What do you know? As it turns out, the roles we made is brought to you 
by Legendcraft. Why is that good news? I'll tell you why it's good news. Legendcraft is a Canadian woodworking business that specializes in making cool, nerdy furniture and accessories for all tabletop games. You can head on over to Legendcraft CA and customize your own gaming table. Now, am I allowed to eat at it? Well, no, I wouldn't be allowed to eat at it. That's my gaming table. Am I allowed to put my computer on it? In the context of gaming, I sure am. But you can put together your own table, and it would be amazing. And if you want to eat at it, I'm not going to say anything. They're beautiful tables. Handcrafted, cup holders, and spots for dice, and spots for notes, and spots for your books. They're amazing. You can go on over to ledgercraft.ca, customize your own table, and you can get 5% off your purchase by using the offer code Rolls Were Made at checkout. All purchases made with the offer code Rolls Were Made will directly support this show as well. So if you really like us, hey, get yourself a table, type in Rolls Were Made, <laughs> you're going to have supported us, you're going to have supported Legendcraft, and you're going to have supported all of the objects that need to go on a table in one fell swoop. So head on over there, legendcraft.ca, legendcraft. Start your own legend. The next episode of The Rolls We Made is going to be coming out on, do, 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 Friday, September 25th. Oh man, it's dawned on me that we are, at the time of this episode, maybe about halfway through the campaign. Isn't that wild? I hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode, the coming episodes, and the rest of the third act. Thank you. And with with that same spirit, I'll say you guys all just kind of like go home and rest and recuperate and get your health back and spells back and all that stuff. You enjoy the benefits of a nice long rest. It is now the next day. Oof. I know. <laughs> Nervous. Woof. Time for school, y'all. Oh, oh man. man. I, I got know. my uniform. I ain't worried. Hey, had your fun little adventure, but guess what? Y'all are students. That was the breaks. I drop out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to be an actor. <laughs> Never. What are you going to do about that, DM? <laughs> I will disallow it. <laughs> you cannot drop out of school. Oh, you just added that. No, I didn't. That's not in the fine print. We could have been doing all of this Damn stuff it. without school this whole time. You could have been just <laughs> riding around the country. Yeah, you could have been running around the countryside, killing stuff, and and no, you're having you're having a school based adventure. You have to stay in school. Ren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the classes, one of the electives that you went for. Uh, Is this something I forgot about? It was something that you forgot about. We've never landed on it. Oh, okay. Ren, you are taking drama as a <laughs> class, Not which in some ways makes sense to me. But I didn't want to go out for the play. <laughs> well... I guess not. I guess maybe that's what you're. We haven't had. I'm that bitch. I don't know. (laughs) We haven't. We haven't gotten like we've never landed on the event where you go to drama class. Okay. But I guess given what's going on, I guess you're learning like practical stuff in drama, like how to be a stagehand and direct and produce (laughs) a play as opposed to just act. 
It's so, you know, it's kind of like a Jodie Foster thing. Like once you, I'm a high performer, but it's like, I kind of just want to be. Yeah. I mean, like you do a lot of performance just in your day to day life. Mm -hmm. So it kind of makes sense that you're interested (laughs) more in like the practical business side of like, how do you put on a performance? Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's your, your, you have drama class today. Um, It's uh, it's taught by Professor Wisp. He's very like serious about like the craft of putting together a play. And even though Fizzy's missing, um, he's like class today. Uh, even though the director is uh, ill, let's go with that. Okay. Even though the director is ill, we Start still have back. to prepare for the winter performance, which means that today we're going to be putting together some decorations and flyers, things that need to go in the auditorium to let everyone know, hey. There's a show today. Okay. Uh, and so, Ren, um, you, that's your task for the day. You're going to be putting together some, <laughs> some like decorations some and flair, flare. some flair for the play. Nice. And weirdly enough, what justifies these two showing up is they're working in the play, like yeah. they're actors. <laughs> so they're like, you get tagged to come to help Ren do this because it's just part of the obligation of being in the cast. Let's make some shit, guys. Make a. All of you need to roll um, for your school event. Ren and Hemlock, you need to be to 10. Salt, you need to be to 15 because you still don't have your Spring Willow uniform back. Ooh. 13. I, I have an infinite closet. Not me- not mechanically, you don't. You had. I asked you if you wanted to give up an asset to get it back, and you uh, said no. Yeah, because fuck it. All right. I got 13. I got three. What'd you get? <laughs> Y'all keep coming up in here and fucking up my school event. I got a one. <laughs> Can I just kick them out of the class? No. Like, never just start mind. rolling for us. We're not. I'll just start going. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> um, you guys uh, start making some stuff and like, uh, Ren, yours look great. Like you have some pretty, pretty like, <laughs> kick-ass decorations that kind of set the the mood of yeah. of a nice performance. You draw the the image of. Fespo, the god of acting, the two, who has two masks ah, that kind of float in space. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know they look I really great. Um, Hemlock, you just you just draw yourself as a magician. That, it, that, that tracks. It looks cool. <laughs> yeah. But it's not what you were supposed to do. Okay. I'm trying to promote I- my own my own side work through this right now. Salt, you tell me what you drew. So I took the glue. And I drew out a little a little stick figure play, and then I put some puffy paint over that, and then I poured glitter on it. Nice. And it looks really really pretty. It does look real pretty, but unfortunately, from a design perspective, it totally clashes with everything everyone did. Glitter goes with everything. No one likes glitter. <gasps> Hot take. Especially <laughs> Professor Wisp, who looks at it and goes, "Well, shoot." I guess we'll have to work on this one a little longer. Why? Uh, the tension pull has increased by one. Oh, so now so we're at three? We're at four. Four? Yeah, so shit can get pretty wild. Oh, boy. Uh, as school lets out, you all get pinged by Professor Danvers, and uh, she says, uh, I need you all to come to the auditorium right now. Okay. All right. Cool. You get to the auditorium right now. You see quite the scene when you get to this auditorium. Rehearsal is sort of on hold until they find out what happened to Fizzy. 
even though Ren, you could fill in the shoes of being the assistant director, which I have probably said multiple times. Fizzy was very clear. Look, Fizzy might be dead, but that doesn't mean the show should be. Fizzy so. might be dead. <laughs> the show must go on. The show has to go on. Um, and then uh, you guys get there, and you see Professor Danvers from the doorway, kind of looking like quizzically. Um, and you all walk up to her, and she's like, "Oh, hello, students. Wait a moment." Now, and then you see a shape fly through the air towards the stage. Spider-Man? No. Spider-Man, don't turn out the dark. And then you see another shape, weirdly enough, swinging after it. That's Spider-Man? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that play is cursed, and you know it. Spider-Dell. Hey. Oh. Uh She's used her grappling hook to swing after this shape um, and she like leaps for it and she misses and she lands on like the stage with like a pretty loud thud and then she screams out, damn it. And then she looks over to you guys and she's like, thank God you're here. Please help me with this. I've been trying to get this stupid book all day. The book is swinging in there. I can't get a hand on it. Is it the book that's flying around? From context clues, yes. Okay. Dell can't get a handle on this book, hmm. even though that was her task from the night before. <laughs> Dell, how long have you been awake? I told my mom to call the school and say I took a sick day. Does that give you an idea? No. Yeah. Well, if someone doesn't get sleep, they get grouchy. That's right. I do get grouchy. <laughs> it, the book is like flying around the room. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you guys want to do? All right. Let's all use right. our mage hands together to grab the book. Can we do that? You've done it before, I think. You don't yeah. have any nets. Do you have mage hand? I have mage hand, yeah. yeah, yeah I got, I got mage hand. You don't have mage hand. All right. I have mage hand. You have mage hand. And that's 10 pounds each that we can hold, and that book can't be more than 10 pounds. No, it can't. What if I put bugs on it? It'll weigh it down. Could put bugs on it. <laughs> Big bugs. That'll make it heavier than we can grab it with mage hand. Kissing cockroaches. They're heavy. Uh, <laughs> Ren, I'm going to say that you try first. Just mage hand. Make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Sleight of mage hand check. Sleight of mage hand. 18. Whoa. Oh, plus a uh, sleight of hand. <laughs> Should be like 25. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, Hot rolls. Your mage hand actually pretty easily is able to grab onto the book as it's flying around like above the stage. And I just go assistant director. <laughs> <laughs> the mage hand flies, uh, floats down to you holding on to the, the copy of the play that Fizzy had. Um, and yeah, it's just a small leather-bound book, purple writing, the tale of Talgon and Kirik, a history. How's Dell taking this this of <laughs> us immediately <laughs> fixing the problem? She she, she kind of hangs her head. She took this Aww. really hard. She was really trying. Aww. I use my mage hand to give her a little pat on the back. Yeah. And she's like, you thank you. Her heart. <laughs> she stands up and she was like, I've been trying. impressed? Oh. I mean, I am impressed because you did get this book and I've been trying to get it all day. So, yes, I am impressed. Cool. Thank you for getting it. I think you did a great job. Thank you. 
I'm going to go lie down now. Oh, okay. And then uh, Professor Danvers, <laughs> Professor Danvers goes, "Use the fold-out bed in the home ec room." That's right. Sometimes I take naps in there. What? That's not surprising. Uh, she, <laughs> the more I get to know you, uh, she walks over to the book that you've uh, mage handed down, and she uh, reaches out to grab it. And then the book flips up out of your mage hand and like flies across the room Dang as she tries it. to touch it. And she goes, hmm. And then she walks over to try to get it again. And the book like moves away again. So it's on a string. <laughs> Someone's just <laughs> like a dollar bill. And then she turns back to you and she goes, Ren, try to pick this thing up again. You don't have to roll for this. Your mage hand picks it up easily. Sick. And it floats back over to you. Professor Danvers starts to move to touch it, and then she stops because he sees she sees it quivering. No. And then Please. and then she turns to you, Salt, and goes, Salt, try to grab the book. Okay. You try to grab the book. And again, it starts quivering as your hand starts to get close. Fish one. I know. Soul I know. paper. Ren, grab this book. Yeah. You don't uh, gotta rub it in, shit. The book, <laughs> the book does not. The book does do, does nothing when you try to grab it. Um, does it quiver or anything? No. <laughs> With anticipation. Daddy's home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you pick up the book and it's just a book in your hands. Which, from context clues, this is a soul paper book. And from context clues, <laughs> this one's yours. Cool. I know it is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you guys now have the copy of the play and it's in possession of Ren. What do you want to do? Probably read it. Yeah, take a peek in there. Yeah. Take a peek. Yeah. I'll, check the margins. Oh, roll to peek. Roll to peek. This will be investigate a mystery. <laughs> Two. <laughs> you give yourself 80 paper cuts. Wait a second. <laughs> Plus. Inspiration. You'll need to roll an eight. I'd have to get an eight. Yeah. Well, wait, what's your investigative mystery skill at? Your investigation skill? One. Yeah, I need to roll a seven. <laughs> but you can you can do it. Do you think I could do it, Joe? I mean, you have a, you have a one and eight chance. <laughs> Two and eight <laughs> chance. Wait, I roll it twice? No, just once. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Five. Oh, so close. You can hold half. I'm all what? <laughs> you can hold one. You can from say a, investigate a mystery. Say a word in a questioning tone. <laughs> investigate uh. a mystery. What is is what is being concealed a good one? Group or who or what is it? Is that a question? Yeah. Do we know it's a book of soul paper and it's the the play. And I know from listening to the last episode that there's a green glow on the spine. There is a green glow on the spine. Not while you're holding it, but there is a green glow on the spine. Maybe we want to know what it's concealing. Yeah, maybe what, concealing. Maybe what is the this? One. What's being concealed? <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. With enthusiasm. Because we're in the, the theater. theater. Yeah. I'll tell you a couple of basic things about this book and then I'll tell you what's being concealed just from like looking at this, flipping through this book, sort of like how Hemlock's book worked. As you're flipping through it, words appear on there. Some of them you can't make out, but some of them you can. And like with, with Hemlock's book, the words in this one sort of get at like 
like the town of Spring Willow, but really a lot about like um, it's kind of almost like an idea journal. Like it's kind of talking about like I saw I saw like the sunset behind the mountain today, and I had this thought, and you kind of and it's like someone wrote out like what they had that thought about. Okay. Um, a lot of them are built around dates. Um, some of them do seem to coincide with specific events. Like you actually see one that is a story about how you got in a f- how you got in a fight in a building, um, like in a in an old in a dorm building. You managed to uh, succeed, but also like like every page, like down the center, almost like it was written on top of something else, is the text of the play. Kind of like how Coach Theris's plays were written on top of Hemlock's. Because you couldn't see... Couldn't see what was beneath it. This is sort of that same thing, although the text of this looks almost printed. Everyone in this town be picking up books and just writing in them without... <laughs> well, no, this this book was already written in. This is old. Yeah. This this book was already written in, like, the, the play text. Like, it's a playbook. Oh, okay. So I say, like, it looks like it was like printed. It it's not like... No, Fizzy didn't write the play. Okay. He just found it. But um, what's in this book is it looks like the text of the play was written on top of this soul paper book that is attuned to Ren. Um, In terms of what is being uh, concealed, at the back of the book, you see a space that looks like it could have had like a like a picture in it, like those those corners. Um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, where you it put the picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture in, yeah. Um, and then at the very bottom, there are some like dots that almost look like Braille, and you can kind of tell them by moving your hand over them. The first set of dots is like seven, and the next one is zero, and then the third one is five. That is offensive. <laughs> no, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's 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 what's being concealed about this book is okay, that. Okay, so that's... we need to find a blind man. <laughs> well, no, it's just. <laughs> I mean, okay, yeah, that's a conclusion you can draw. (laughs) The play is in this book, and um, it's definitely yours. Cool. Yeah, so now you have possession of the book. Professor Danvers, she's very confused that you can hold this thing uh, for obvious reasons, and she goes, uh, Ren? Yeah. Is this yours? I mean, if the shoe fits... Do you remember ever having it? No. I don't remember anything. Do you remember ever writing in it? No. Is this the first time you've encountered one of these? Not one of these, but this one in particular, yes. What the hell does... <laughs> but she glances over to you, Hemlock. Hi. Hemlock? So, yeah. Um, we definitely have had a, a, a book adventure before. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Well... I we found a book that was attuned to me, similar to this, that had um, that had f- uh, football, well, scorch ball plays um, written in it, on top of some text that I could read. I don't remember, unfortunately. And then uh, she looks at you, Salt. Like, do you have a book, Salt? I sure do. Do you summon the Grimoire of Shadows? Yeah. Okay, you summon up the Grimoire of Shadows. <laughs> um, did you want to look at investigate the Grimoire? I'm going to just say from context, you would be able to find this out. Okay. At the back of the Grimoire of Shadows, like Ren's book and like um, Hemlock's book, you see that it does have the corners and it does have some dots at the bottom. Yours are 655. So you all have these weird slow paper books. And Danvers see this and she's kind of like floored by it. She's, she's, she's very, very like, it's that thing where it's like, you know that that meme of the guy like looking at the many equations? Mm-hmm. It's that. Mm-hmm. 
And then she goes, you all possess these books. You're the owners of these books, but you do not remember getting them or possessing them. Well, we're young, though, so... You, know. you are young, yes. Young people typically have terrible short-term memories. Maybe we have old souls. Yeah. It's very true. Might be possible you have old souls. But that is, that is just a metaphor for yeah, someone acting mature in a situation that doesn't call for it. Whoa. Whoa. Shots fired. Shots hot cake. fired. Oh, whatever, bluestone. <laughs> Don't make me whip this no! thing out. Okay. <laughs> she goes, um, Ren. Yeah. Do you, can you find in the book, like, what part of the play these two were in? <laughs> or are in, I should say. It looks like they were at a battle, Toad's Battle. That lists as Act 1, Scene 3. Act 1, Scene 3, it seems. Well, what's going to happen next? And you actually can't tell. I can't tell. No, <laughs> no idea. Yeah. A little voice told me. I this, episode, this episode had a lot of exposition in it, but we need to, I need to get this fucking train. I need to get this ship righted. Uh, <laughs> Professor Danvers um, goes and, uh, like, on the stage, there's, like, a chair off to the side, and she's kind of, like, got her hand to her head, and she goes... um. Kids, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm at a complete loss as to what's going on with you. However, I do have a feeling that, well, there's a reason why Fizzy got that book, and there's a reason why Fizzy was taken. Oof, that gives me chills. <laughs> mm. Do you think Fizzy is where these guys were at? In that Very possibly. Danvers, uh, she kind of pulls out her blue crystal. Oh, she doesn't do anything with it. She kind of like stares at it for a second, almost like she's mesmerized. And then she puts it back in, into her satchel and she goes... You shouldn't get high on your own supply. Should not get... <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent advice, Saltimus. You never heard that before? <laughs> well, no, I've heard it before. I'm just surprised it came from her. Question, do we tell her about the Spectre Men? Do you? I don't actually know what you've told Danvers. Because it seems like there's one of those guys connected to each book. And there was a guy that took Fizz. Based on the book. Based on the book. Are we the spectral men? Oh, oh shit! Oh, it's such a good prop. Did you want to? <laughs> I know it's pretty great. And it's just your bad eyesight is the prop. I know. Um, <laughs> did you want to ask Danvers about it? I mean, does she know? I, we can, I mean, she seems like she's not going to any. I feel like I mean, keeping stuff from her the, is not necessary because yeah, she's, she's just on like, the level. She's like team us. Yeah. So I want to tell her. Yeah. I, I Just so we're clear, I instituted Danvers as sort of like a narrative tool if, for you guys to get like information. I like her. <laughs> and I like her. Yeah. She's let's great. let's spill the beans. Yeah. So there's these dudes. Let's call him. Okay, let, let, we don't have to go through all that. When you say you okay. spill the beans to Danvers, what are the things you want to convey? Just about the spectral, the spectral figures, figures and how it seems that they're connected to, to each the book that we find. There's always one of those guys running around. Do you tell her about the holes in your hands? Um, I feel like she'd want to experiment. Why don't we hole yeah. off on that oh, one? Yeah. That's excellent. <laughs> uh, you hole off on that one. <laughs> so you kind of lay out the situation thus far, which is these the books are ending up in the hands of certain individuals. Once the book ends up in their hands, it seems like a spectral figure comes with it. 
and then buck wild stuff happens. Yep. Reality goes a little bit wacky. The first book that you've encountered like this, that was the book with Gil. Uh, and Gil's book, he tried to conduct some kind of ritual at the house party. You guys interrupted it. That was it. The second book was belonging to Coach Theris. Coach Theris was writing plays in it that kind of seemed to conjure something while at the same time this spectral figure kidnapped the Scorchball team to use their energy to turn Jelson into a giant tree monster. And then also, like, at the same time, use the energy during the Scorchball game to summon a giant rock spider. And now in this third one, we have a spectral figure who got a book to Fizzy and used that book to send Fizzy somewhere while Fizzy was trying to put on, like, a play. So Professor Danvers takes all this in and she thinks about it for a moment. And then she goes, when you are in that bubble world, did one of you encounter me? No. Unless you looked very different. You did. Shit. We did. You Hold did. Us. Who, who was she? Professor Danvers' first name is Caitlin. God damn it. Damn you, Caitlin. That's why, that's, why I fuck, that's why I fucked up so bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Professor Danvers goes, um, I, I did know Talgon. Yes, I told you this. I don't remember sneaking into a camp. Uh-oh. I don't think that happened. Not in real life. Do you remember Talgon making some faux pas on top of a rooftop? As a matter of fact, no. Talgon was very confident and... and very, very good at spycraft. This event, this battle, it didn't happen. What? This battle didn't really happen at all. But that's weird because your mom remembered things yeah. specific yeah. to what was happening inside the book. That's why this yeah. is so curious. Kids, I don't... Write the play? No, I don't think your mom wrote the play. <laughs> She works at DMV. <laughs> yeah. Kids, I I have a feeling that you aren't seeing the past. I think you're seeing the play. I think you're living in the play that this spectral figure gave to Fizzy. It's using Fizzy somehow to make it happen. He's using his his drive and need to succeed. <laughs> Quite possibly. To put the play on. Yes. Yeah, that, in a bubble. You got it. <laughs> it's just Makes like, perfect sense. Yeah. yeah. Like scorch ball. That kid just wants to get into the arts so bad. Yeah. Mm. Hey. Now he is. Pe yeah, well, <laughs> 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 that's a really positive way to look at it, actually. But I if, really like that. If Fizzy's the director of the play, then Fizzy might not be in the world, but Fizzy's controlling it somehow? Hmm, intriguing. Hmm. Salt, you did hear Fizzy's voice say action in your mind as soon as the battle began. Cool, I pretend to remember that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I love this show. <laughs> this, whole, this whole episode is just like, I gotta, I gotta get this ship right. <laughs> so we need to get back into the play, right? I mean, maybe we have to finish the play to get Fizzy out of it. I'm gonna have to start acting again. Oh I really boy. didn't want to dust off those those old chops of yours. I just wanted to be known that I'm very good. That's why I chose to step away. I was too almost good. too good, yeah. and there I was an you. accident. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if someone couldn't perform under pressure, then you would be there. <laughs> well done. <laughs>
So this is the that's the theory that Danvers has is you're seeing the play. You're seeing the play from Fizzy's perspective, which is sort of strange because like again, Talgon was Hemlock and but like and Halifax was uh Caitlin, but you weren't Paladin. All right. You're not totally sure why that is. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, but you're Fizzy's best friend, so you are Fizzy's. He's fine you, with you. Just jumping you are Fizzy's best yeah. friend. That's true. Yeah, oh. and he was very oh. reluctant to make you paladin. I had to convince him not to give you a lead role. Yeah, bastard. Well, indeed, we, so we all were there for the reading. <laughs> uh, oh, Professor Danvers stands up and, and basically says, "Like, I have a feeling if we're going to want to get Fizzy back, you kids are going to have to go back into that bubble." Oof, I'm getting too old for this shit. Yeah, two weeks to retirement. <laughs> Back to the bubble. We don't have to go today, but... Um, maybe next Sunday. <laughs> maybe next Sunday. That is very possible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, Ren... Yes. Make a perception check. God damn it, Jojo. You saw Just me one more. <laughs> Just one more. Oh. Hot dice. 13. Oop. Over uh, right into that microphone. You immediately realize. Oh, oh snap. Oh, snap. I got therapy today. Whoops. Oh, Is God. that what I remember? Because I did just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> you are late for your appointment with Dr. Helen. Oh, uh, no. I got a scram, fellas. <laughs>